from John Hancock goes every Thursday to get a fucking blowjob! Don't laugh! This ain't reality TV! <laughs> uh, me, episode 66, 66 of the K-Podcast. Welcome back. Happy fucking New Year. Hijo de puta. I mean, just got back from Miami on a little work trip, working on my Spanish a little bit. Got corrected a few times, but fuck it, man. Young gringo out here. <laughs> but nah, man, we back up in here. Appreciate you guys checking in like always. Before we get started, you know the motherfucking vibes. Hit the email, therealkpodcast at gmail.com. Also, go ahead and follow the socials, the Real K Podcast on Twitter. Instagram, all of that bullshit. You know what I mean? Look us up, follow us. You know what I mean? Interact, engage, as they say. Fucking leave an imprint. You know what I mean? I don't give a fuck. Just leave your footprint somewhere, man. Let them know you were here, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> you can tell I'm a little tired and delirious, but fuck it. We out here. I'm trying to think if anything's gone down since the last time we spoke. Anything super important that I'm not going to touch on here? Not too much. Just been working. Uh, been going to a few shows. Shout out to Audible Parts. You know what I mean? Finally made it out to one of the homie shows. Fucking Shakes and Fabian. Also, shouts to the new homies. Preston and Mike. You know what I mean? Check out Audible Parts. Actually, let me see. Just because I already mentioned them. Let's see if they have music available. So yeah, I guess they don't have any music on streaming, uh, at least not yet. I know they've recently been recording. But yeah, when you get the chance, check out Audible Parts. It's my homie's band. Um, they do, you know, hip-hop, punk rock, pretty much all the music that I like all mashed up into one. So it's fucking perfect, you know what I mean? But yeah, man, shouts to them. 
But besides that, you know, uh, we got quite a few things to talk about today from all different topics. So I think we're just going to jump right into new music first, right? Because that's usually the vibe around here. Let me see what we got for new music before I get ahead of myself, you know what I mean? Actually, fuck it. Since I mentioned Audible Parts, shouts to Shakes. I'm trying to get him on the show, actually, but he also does hip-hop music, and I recently downloaded... This is not a new album. This is an album he put out in 2018. But if you look up Sean Shakespeare, the album's called Bloodline. So I'll play a song off of his album, since I can't find The Collective. And I'm going to play this song called Pilgrim, featuring Etern who's also a local Orlando rapper. Um, I'm going to play this one because they literally, the show I just went to was both of them on the bill. Audible parts, including Sean Shakespeare, as well as the rapper Etern. So I'm going to go ahead and play their collaborative track, Pilgrim, off Bloodline. Yep.
Ensure that anything that you want to do, anything that you find yourself doing, you put the work in. You go that extra mile to hone it. Get ready to slave yourself for your dreams. Because when you become a slave to your dreams, only then can you own your dreams. Taking off, lines been crossed, then it's been elevated. At this rate, we're bound to make it. Tap to get what you're we're taking. Reaching the top and lock the greatest. So when it comes, we're taking down a spaceship. No room for the weightless, plenty room for replacement. Alter ego adjacent, kicking demons in a race. Yeah. Take a stance and understand what the base is. Grasp the gravity and bloom what started out in the basement. Get a bit too close and you can get your face kicked. Yeah. Meditate and see what your future is facing. Oh, Fitting in the blank, your enactment is tasteless. Imagine all the energy that's wasted. I said we put the preserve past. That was Pilgrim, Sean Shakespeare featuring E-Turn. Shouts to the homies, local legends out here, you know what I mean? Holding it the fuck down. Alright, here's what we're gonna do, right? I've been listening to a shitload of Spanish music lately, okay? And we're gonna fucking... I don't think, I know this album's not new, so I'm not going to play this album from Anuel A.A. Doble A. But I know he just did a song with my new favorite rapper from DR. This guy Rochi, R-O-C-H-Y-R-D, I believe for Republica Dominicana. Um, A lot of these artists, these Latin trap, reggaeton artists, whatever you want to call it, I feel like a lot of them are from Puerto Rico. I know Jay Balvin's from Colombia, I believe. But I hadn't really heard any from DR, at least that had made it to that level yet, until I found this dude, Rochi. I guess he's fucking huge down there. He's starting to kind of get more popular here in the States. But the Puerto Rican phenom, Anuel A, like I said, his album was released late last year, so I can't play that for new music technically, but... He's featured on this song with Rochi called Los Illuminati. This is a new song from 2022, so this is the joint I'm going to play. Los Illuminati. Rátalo muerto, oíste, cabrón. Me gustan las choris dominicanas y bori. No me importa si huele, yo le escapé el coperi. Mi papá llegó cortado que se había plantado con Gary. Yo era un niño y llegó con pile de sangre en los hoteles. La calle de nosotros, la calle de nosotros. Los Illuminati, los Illuminati. La calle de nosotros, la calle de nosotros. Los Illuminati. La calle de nosotros, si me falta de ploto, en RD como en PR también te borran el roto. Aquí tenemos feeling, también tenemos choco de boca, cualquiera te brega, pero no son locos. La calle de nosotros, los Illuminati, los cueros dados al diablo que nos entregan hasta gratis. Los ojos endemoniados por la hierba y por la pata y mis amigos son familia, yo corro los yogotis. Me gustan las chores, dominicano y bori, no importa si huele, yo le capeo el coperi. Mi papá llegó cortado que se había plantado con Gary, yo era un niño y él llegó con pile de sangre en los dos tenis. Yo no paso de Jordan en ni era para los paris. La correa Luis Butón que la mandé a cambiar con Gary. Vestí Manuel para el bloque que igual que un caserío. Yo rodeado de una manada que son todos los chukis míos. Y el miedo que le tienen a la greña, la han bebido. La calle de nosotros, la calle de nosotros. Los Illuminati, los 
los Illuminati, la calle de nosotros, la calle de nosotros, los Illuminati, los Illuminati, 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 yeah, man. Shout out to Anueli Rochi. I mean, I also missed, I realized I missed this little uh, three song EP. Tierra Wack had put out this three-song EP at the very end of last year, the end of December. So I'm just going to play the popular joint off of here called Cutting Onions. Yeah, you know I me. Mean? Yeah. So I'm sitting in the studio. It's been a minute. Uh, it's March 13. Your birthday's next month. Especially. Yeah. Queen. Grandma thought I was cutting up onions. I don't want to talk about nothing. I don't want to think about nothing. Can you hear me crying? I said, Can you hear me crying for you? Grandma thought I was cutting up onions. I don't want to talk about nothing. I don't want to think about nothing. Every birthday, I'm a wreck Therapy to get it off my chest I'm so hurt, I'm trying to do my best I can never seem to handle death I was spent where you last left Had your last outfit prep Weezy lies, she ain't even check Honestly, I'm still upset Nefertiti changed, just the rep Pop-Pop died, you was never good Would've left with him if you could I was selfish, I misunderstood I was dumb, I should've understood Grandma died, I was cutting up onions I don't wanna talk about nothing I don't wanna think about nothing Can you hear me crying? I said, can you hear me crying for you? Shout out Tierra Whack. I mean, hold it down, man. That might have been all we have for music, though. I have a bunch of music that's new to me, but it's not new to the music world, I guess. So I, f I feel like I can't really play it. You know what I'm saying? I'll play one more song. Like I said, I was just down in Miami. Shout out to my bro, Shane. He put me on this new shit, this artist, Y-G-T-U-T. -T. I have no idea how to pronounce it, and this is also not a new song. Like I said, this is from February 2020, but the song is fire. The song is called Bootleggers, and once again, the artist name is, it's all, it's like an acronym, I'm assuming, for something. It's uh, all capitalized letters, just smushed up as one word, Y-G-T-U-T. This is bootleggers. Yeah. Uh. Nigga. Rip. Oh, damn. I forgot. I forgot the word, nigga. Carlo, go back, nigga. Go play with me. Go play with me. 
chain store. I'm about to go airborne. You're looking at a guy rare for The shit I'm spitting, I should probably get the chair for. Hold on, hold on. Wait, I fell in like a mess of pee. I got the mess of key. I pull up to the mess of sweet. This life was meant for me. What kind of mess of dinner while I'm eating mac and cheese? A model snacking on my dick is zero calories. I was a thieving that's Vanessa in my past life. Where I'm from, that's like my city's favorite pastime. Sticking to the cash flow, now I'm back on them hoes. The way it came back would think I sold crack to them hoes. You spending money like it's going out of style. I can tell you never had shit, you be acting like a child Hear these rappers, I just laugh and crack a smile All that ice you rockin' got you watered down I swear the game ain't been the same since Pimp C went home Y'all just some old ass rappers fucking young ass hoes But never mind, I'ma leave that there alone Just keep it real and let the fakers get exposed Yeah, they don't want it, they ain't ready for me They don't want it, hell no, they ain't ready for me I mean for real, damn, you can do better You need the real, not the bootleggers I mean for real, you can do better If you recognize it Okay But yeah, I'd never heard of that dude Apparently he is from Chattanooga, Tennessee And he's got ties with Isaiah Rashad from TDE So He's legit, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's all you need to know, man He's fucking legit but I think that was it for new music. Let me double check here before we move on to some potential music news like we always have. She, she, she. So yeah, that was it for new music. But we do have some music news here. This article says, Knowledge has been a go-to producer for the likes of Anderson Pock, Earl Sweatshirt, Kendrick Lamar, and more. Now his unofficial Meek Mill remix series has ended after numerous copyright claims from Meek's team. The situation raises interesting questions about ownership, licensing, and the murky waters of flipping songs into something entirely new. If someone like Nogic could get flagged for his Meek series, what do you think the status of remix culture is in the future? And then it says... Hip-hop producer Knowledge began posting remixes of Meek Mill's old-school freestyles in 2017. Due to constant copyright claims, he recently announced the series is over after six installments. Knowledge said on Twitter, I'm not sure what's more idiotic, taking down music that's giving you more exposure or not know what a fucking remix is. Knowledge contested the removal because he believed he was well within his rights to remix the freestyles thanks to approval from the original videographer. Never thinking these would get plays, I did them because the verses moved me. I grew up on all these videos. I always thought, worst case scenario, Meek could just use them as interludes or something. Not trying to gain fame, I just wanted them to hear my pain, G. These are all quotes from Knowledge. To all my heads, keeping the raw remixes alive, it's only a matter of time before the artist fully dead. Be safe, get a lawyer, and thanks for always listening. Knowledge encouraged fans of his Meek remix series to grab the tapes while they still could, 
but raised an interesting question about the state of remix culture and its future in the digital age. So yeah, I mean, I definitely, I thought that was interesting in this fucking weird, weird world of hip-hop that we live in, you know? Um, I don't know if you guys remember that big case with DJ Drama, and it was all over mixtapes. This was back in like 08, 09, I want to say. There was this big lawsuit over copyright infringement and mixtapes because you just use other people's beats and do your own song to them and all this other stuff. But the Catch-22 is that that's kind of what hip-hop was built off of. The foundation of hip-hop is taking records, you know, sampling, making beats, scratching the original records, and kind of making it into something new. So I'm surprised that Meek Meek's team sent this dude um, like a cease and desist, it sounds like. You know what I mean? I wonder if it was the label or if it was his, uh, what are they, Dream Chasers? I don't know. I thought it was interesting, man, but definitely something to think about. You know what I mean? What the fuck is this piece of shit? I guess that was it for music, but staying on um, just kind of entertainment. We'll get to some TV shit. If there are any Dexter fans out there, the second installment of fucking Dexter is now on Hulu. Dexter New Blood. If, uh, if you don't know the story of Dexter, he's basically a serial killer... He, as a young kid, his mother was murdered in front of him, so he was quote-unquote born in blood, as they say in the show. And that, like, you know, turned him into this serial killer, and his adoptive father, who's a police officer, more or less trains him to, like, hone his murderous behavior and only kill bad guys, criminals, like fucking on some Batman shit. But it was a good show. Uh, I forget what channel it was originally on. That was, I mean, a couple years old now. I was, I feel like that was airing on TV when I was in in high school and maybe college. But they just put out the first season of the second installment, Dexter's Dexter's New Blood. Where, yeah, I'm not going to give it away, but the story continues. You know what I mean? That's all I got to say. I. <laughs> I don't got any knife stabbing noises because that's his weapon of choice. But yeah, me. Better watch out, man. New blood eye. Also for TV, we got Snowfall coming to FX and Hulu on February 23rd. My boy Franklin Saint coming back to these streets of LA, yeah, me. And also the new season of Atlanta, season three of Atlanta, also coming to FX and Hulu. On March 24th. So two great shows coming back to TV, man. Keep your motherfucking eyes peeled, you know what I mean? Also, I guess just on entertainment, we'll keep this short and sweet. But three heartfelt RIPs to three kings and queens of entertainment. And the big screen, we got Betty White, Legend, Sydney. Poitier, I believe is how it's pronounced. Sydney Poitier, P-O-I-T-I-E-R, and Bob Saget. Uh, yeah, rest in peace to the three of them, you know what I mean? Three legendary actors of TV, movie, the big screen, man. Be very much missed. Uh, I actually wanted to play, you know, Betty White and Sydney Poitier were both relatively older 
I think Betty White was in her 90s, and uh, I think she was actually almost going to be 100, if I'm not mistaken. Don't quote me on that, but... And Sydney, actually, quote me on that, because we're going to look it up, man. And Sydney Poitier, let's see. Yeah, so Betty White was 99. She was actually weeks away from turning 100. Her birthday was January 17th, so in a few days. But she passed away on um, December 31st. So she was almost 100, and Sydney Poitier was 94, I believe. Rest in peace, obviously, but I'm just saying they lived a, a long, full life. I believe Bob Saget was 60-something. Yeah, Bob Saget was only 65. So, it, I don't know. It just kind of hits harder when they didn't get a chance to fully live out their life and kind of, you know, experience an additional 30 years like Sidney and Betty did. But let me see. I also saw Jimmy Kimmel had a real heartfelt speech about Bob Saget that I wanted to play here just to show, like, you know, he seemed like a great dude, and this kind of confirmed that. Hi. Before we start the show, before the audience shows up, I wanted to say a few words about Bob Saget. If you read anything about Bob online last night, if you saw any of the many thoughts from people who knew him personally, a word that came up a lot was uh, the sweetest. And uh, Bob was the sweetest. He was the sweetest man. Um, it, and the reason people wrote that is because it's true. It's the best word. If you had to pick one word to describe him, that was it, the sweetest. I have so many wonderfully kind and supportive uh, texts and emails, calls from Bob. He always had a compliment. He would write sometimes just to tell me he loved me, and I know he, he did that for many people. He was so funny, and I'm not talking about Full House or America's Funniest Home Videos or stand-up comedy or movies. I mean funny for real. Like when you walked into a party, you saw Bob and his wife Kelly in, in the corner, you go straight to them and stay for as long as you could because he had something funny to say about everything and nothing bad to say about anyone. Never. There were people he didn't like. He kept it to himself. He was, um, unlike me, he was a good person. Um, Bob lost his sister, Andrea, to a brain aneurysm and his sister, Gay, to a disease called scleroderma. It just so happened that Bob had been doing fundraisers to fight scleroderma three years before his sister got it. It's a rare disease, and it was a freak thing. And when Gay was diagnosed, uh, Bob later joined the board of directors for the Scleroderma Research Foundation. He hosted and booked fundraisers every year up until last year. We did many of them together. He was very committed to finding a cure for this incurable disease that took his sister's life. And I know that if you want to remember him, there's nothing he would appreciate more than if you support SRF. Uh, you can go to their website and take a look at what they do there. So last night, I was going through emails uh, with Bob, and some of them were just funny, but some were very serious emails about life and uh, the well-being of, of our children and how hard it is to appreciate one of those without the other being just right. In one email, we're talking about our kids, and I have it here. He wrote, one, one night soon, let's go out and have some meat and some good 
damn drinks and talk about how lucky we are that we have them. And um, we did do that many times. When my son was in the hospital, Bob checked in a lot. So I want to send love to his daughters, to his wife Kelly, and to his friends who loved him so much. He was very kind to everyone, and he had no problem telling you that he loved you and what you meant to him. Uh, in 2017, after our mutual friend Don Rickles died, Bob and John Stamos, who were beyond friends, they were brothers, they are brothers, they were like this, and um, Bob was the tall one, he was the middle finger. Bob and John joined me on the show to eulogize Don, to tell stories about him and how much we were going to miss him. We never imagined that four and a half years later, we'd be talking about... I'm sorry I taped this like 14 times and I, I, I just... Anyway, we had a, a beautiful conversation that night. Um, you could see when John and Bob were talking about how much they loved Don, how much they loved each other. And so I thought it might be nice before we go on with the show, regular show, to share just a bit of that uh, one more time as we remember Bob. Well, I never thought fun. we'd be friends this long. Yeah. <laughs> My God, the first four years we worked together, we weren't like besties. You were bringing all the hot women in the world to the show. You had a mullet. You were Uncle Jesse. And I was a married guy in the, and living in the Palisades. I didn't know what the hell was going on. You were, you were getting you were, action all the time. I was trying to write jokes at night. You were, as Don would call you, a whiny Jew. <laughs> you, you guys That's are going to be done like the old guys on the Muppets. <laughs> That, I hope that happens. I hope so, so. Don Stamos, Bob Saget, everybody. We love you, Bob, and we'll be right back. So, yeah, man. You know, it's just, it's unfortunate. It's also eerie. I mean, he was, he's from Philly, you know, kind of near where I'm from, and he ironically died down here in Orlando at the Ritz-Carlton. Uh, we were actually at that auto, Audible Parts show when I heard about that. I think I went to the bathroom to take a piss, and I popped open my phone, and the headline came up on my phone. I was like, what the fuck? Bob Saget found dead in Orlando Ritz-Carlton Hotel. So rest in peace, Bob Saget. Rest in peace, Sidney Poitier. And rest in peace to Betty White. And I guess just keeping it on the somber note for a second before we switch gears... I also saw a space heater to blame after death of 19 people in Bronx building fire. After an investigation, a malfunctioning electrical heater was the source of an apartment building fire in the Bronx. Nine children were killed while 30, excuse me, Nine children were killed while 63 others were injured by severe smoke inhalation. The five-alarm fire started at 11 a.m. and took over a bedroom first before spreading through the entire duplex. While fleeing the smoky unit, residents left the door open, allowing the smoke to spread through the building faster. The investigation into the fire still ongoing, but through physical evidence and firsthand accounts from residents, the marshals were able to determine the cause of the tragic fire. This is now deemed one of the worst fires in modern New York history. So prayers and positivity to the Bronx 
any families who were affected by that, all the residents of that building and that area, you know what I mean? I mean, that's, that's fucked up. 19 people killed, nine of which were children, man. That's fucking insane. But moving on to some potentially positive news. I saw an article about this a while back, and I figured it was like a hoax or just trolling. But apparently, scientists have determined that cannabis can prevent COVID-19 infection. It says, a new study has identified some cannabis compounds as a therapeutic component to prevent coronavirus infections by blocking the virus from entering human cells. According to scientists, widespread use of these compounds from pot plants and a vaccination regime could help to fight the virus's spread and the disease it causes in people who get infected. Researchers from Oregon State University and Oregon State Health Sciences University findings point to the cannabis compounds as quote-unquote virus neutralizing capable of blocking the entry of the virus in high concentrations that the researchers note are quote-unquote high but might be clinically achievable. So, yeah, man. Shouts to cannabis, you know what I mean? That's pretty fucking... I don't know the science behind that necessarily, but that's pretty fucking nuts if that's true, you know? And, I mean, knock on wood, I haven't been... You know, I haven't tested positive for COVID yet, so she. Alright, so I actually found another article that says a study published this week by researchers at Oregon State University found some hemp compounds have the ability to prevent the virus that causes COVID-19 from entering human cells. The two cannabinoids with the highest affinities for the spike proteins were CBDA and CBGA, and they were confirmed to block infection, said Richard Von Bremen, a researcher at Oregon State's Global Hemp Innovation Center. So what are the differences between CBD and CBDA and CBGA? So CBGA, known as cannabigeralic acid, is considered the mother cannabinoid, quote-unquote, because without it, there is no CBD, CBDA, or THC. CBGA compounds are similar to other cannabinoids, but it hasn't been studied nearly as much as the others. It's non-intoxicating. Enzymes called syntheses, S-Y-N-T-H-A-S-E-S, are responsible for converting the CBGA into molecules such as THCA, the raw, unactivated molecule that converts to THC after heat is applied. Again, you can find this in oils and tinctures online, but it's harder to find and at times pretty expensive because it's harder to extract. CBDA, known as cannabidiolic acid, is secreted in the stems, leaves, and flowers of the cannabis plant. When the plant undergoes activation, a process with heat, the acid is removed from the CBDA, activating CBD. 
CBDA is not as versatile as the other two cannabinoids. It's usually extracted by juicing plant material and can be added to food, drinks, or used in tinctures, concentrated herbal extracts. But basically, CBDA is the raw form of CBD. It's not as easy to find, but you can buy it. And then it says CBD. An abbreviation for cannabidiol doesn't produce any psychoactive effects. It's likely what you see at some pharmacies, health stores, or dispensaries. It's a very versatile compound which makes it ideal for oils, gummies, lotions, creams, and other products. Hemp contains a lot of CBD. But CBD is not the compound that was tested in the Oregon State study. CBD is activated in hemp plants from its original form, CBDA. So at this point, it doesn't appear that just smoking marijuana, even a heavy CBD strain, will produce the effects reported in this study. We don't have enough information to suggest that CBDA or CBGA products like oils Offering these in their raw form do not work the same with marijuana products, which usually include high level of THC, the psychoactive compound that makes you high. So it sounds like a lot of these oils and tinctures and lotions and gummies and stuff that are derived from the CBDA compound potentially are helpful with this stuff. Obviously the THC that we all <laughs> enjoy does not is not included with this study at all but it is kind of cool that the cannabis plant in general is able to offer you know these other medical benefits that you know what i mean you just gotta dig the grass sometimes is greener on the other side man <laughs> they say the grass ain't greener sometimes it just fucking might be look over that fence see if that grass is greener out here i mean that might be the name of this episode, man. Is the grass greener? Who knows? Just might be, man. But yeah, what else we got? I also saw that doctors had issued some sort of like ban to Spotify for quote-unquote spreading false fake news about COVID more or less. This article says streaming service Spotify says that it bans false and dangerous information about COVID on its podcast. Quote unquote, we will not allow content that infringes or in any way is inaccurate. We are very, very strict about our policies as they relate to harmful, threatening, malicious content. And we state all of our policies online. Spotify's chief content and advertising business officer, Don Ostroff, said... But over a year after signing up star podcaster Joe Rogan, who routinely invites guests who have made unsubstantiated medical claims on his program, the company is falling far short of its promises, critics say. On a December 31st show, Rogan interviewed Robert Malone, a virologist who was recently banned from Twitter for spreading misinformation on Pfizer's mRNA vaccine including a tweet alleging that the unnamed quote-unquote Israeli scientists, Pfizer and the Israeli government are colluding to keep adverse effects from the vaccine from the public for the next decade. Additionally, Malone had made inflammatory comparisons such as equating vaccines with mass psychosis 
and likening pandemic policies to the Holocaust, which caused the controversial interview to be removed from YouTube. On Monday, a group of over 260 doctors, academics, and scientists signed an open letter urging Spotify to immediately establish a clear and public policy to moderate misinformation on its platform. They spoke about the dangerous ramifications of promoting scientific mistrust and calling for accountability from Spotify for letting this activity thrive on its platform. As educators and science communicators, we are tasked with repairing the public's damaged understanding of science and medicine, the group said in its letter. As physicians, we bear the arduous weight of a pandemic that has stretched our medical systems to their limits and only stands to be exacerbated by the anti-vaccination sentiment woven into this and other episodes of Rogan's podcast. Health professionals have faced a huge burden during the pandemic, unsafe work conditions, lack of sleep, labor shortages, and the constant risk of contracting COVID. They have also had to deal with public resistance and, in some cases, hostility to vaccines owing to the spread of misinformation. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of crazy, you know what I mean? Uh, It makes sense, but that's also... It makes sense and it doesn't make sense. I don't know. It's it's freedom of speech, but at the same time, when you have a following as big as Rogan's, um, you know, saying one wrong thing can impact so many people, and it's unfortunate that it's such a sheep mentality. People just hear shit and believe it and just run with it, but that's also the danger of running a podcast. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I wouldn't say I walk on eggshells necessarily. I definitely speak my mind, but I also am mindful of trying not to speak on things I don't know. That's what you always hear me looking shit up on here. You know what I mean? And also check your sources. You look shit up, but check the sources on which you're looking them up on, you know? Um, but yeah, I definitely thought that was interesting, you know? Do your own research, think for yourself, and listen to qualified officials you can listen, like I listen to Joe Rogan mainly for entertainment. Um, sometimes there's good information on there, but I'm a type of person that I'm always going to fact check that information anyway. It's always good to hear new information that may spark a new idea or something you haven't really thought about before. But if you're that interested, then take the time to, you know, do your own due diligence and figure out what the fuck's going on, man. It's the smartest thing you can do, in my opinion. But hey, man. People are going to do what the fuck they want to do. You know what I mean? Um, I also saw two things that I, I thought were really interesting. Let me see if I took a photo of these articles. So first things first, a new language was just born. In case you guys didn't know. This I thought was some monumental shit for mankind, you know? This article says... In the last 15 years, a new language was born right here in the Pacific Northwest. It's called protactile, P-R-O-T-A-C-T-I-L-E, protactile. And it was created by a group of deaf-blind people who prioritize touch. One of the people at the center of creating this new language is Jellica Nusio. 
She recently moved to Nonmouth, Oregon, where Western Oregon University just received a grant for $2.1 million from the U.S. Department of Education's Rehabilitation Services Administration, or RSA, to help train pro-tactile language interpreters. Deaf-blind people like Nucio have traditionally used variations on sign language to communicate but it can be easy to miss important details in a language that is designed to be seen. ProTactile was born when Nucio first took over the deafblind service center in Seattle. At that point, she began to advocate for deafblind people to communicate with each other without the use of interpreters. I said, no, we don't need interpreters between us in our midst 24-7. We can run this thing ourselves directly in contact with one another, Nucio said. The original intention was not to create a language. It was simply to be in communication with each other directly. So, yeah, man. Shouts to Jellica, Nucio, and all of the folks up at the Deaf Blind Service Center in Seattle and the folks up at West Oregon University working towards, you know, figuring this shit out. But that's pretty dope. They just developed a new language. Because with sign language, like they said, you have to see what they're signing, right? And if you're blind, normally you can just, you can hear, so you can still talk fine. I mean, to my knowledge. So if you can't do either, it makes sense that they created a whole new language based, based off of touch. Pro-tactile. That's interesting, though, right now with COVID, you know what I mean? I'm sure they have... Uh, you know, within that facility, they're they're free to walk amongst each other and do whatever they want. But, you know, this time might make that a little more difficult. I wonder what percentage of people are actually deafblind, too. That combination must be pretty, I don't know how rare it may be, but that must be pretty unfortunate, you know what I mean? Shouts to all those folks. Pro-tactile, you know what I mean? We out here. Um, what else do we got? I also saw this dope little article on NPR. It said the fossilized skeleton of a giant ichthyosaur, I believe, is I-C-H-T-H-Y-O-S-A-U-R. Ichthyosaur? I'm going to go with the ichthyosaur. I don't know. Is the ichthyosaur? The giant ichthyosaur, or sea dragon, has been described as the paleontological discovery of a lifetime by a team at the Rutland Water Nature Reserve. The Jurassic giant was found last year by Joe Davis, Rutland Water Conservation Team leader, the Leicestershire and Rutland Wildlife Trust said on January 10th with the site excavated by scientists and volunteers during the summer. This footage released by Anglian Water, which manages to reserve in partnership with the Wildlife Trust, shows the excavation site in August of 2021. And they're showing like an aerial view, probably a drone going up of, you know, where they're digging up this like, looks like a giant spine. Uh, I don't know if it's a tail or what, what it is. It says, it's, it's a, it's a lithosaurus. 
<coughs> Ithlosaurs first appeared approximately 250 million years ago and went extinct around 90 million years ago. The marine reptiles could grow to 25 meters in length. The remains at the Rutland site are about 180 million years old, according to the Leishire Sire and Rutland Wildlife Trust, and measured 10 meters in length with a skull that weighs approximately one ton. It is a truly unprecedented discovery and one of the greatest finds in British paleontological history, the leader of the excavation, Dr. Dean Lomax, said. So shouts to fucking... Shouts to those guys out there, man. Those men and women digging up the fucking Itchalithosaur, you know what I mean? Fucking out here. Um, last but not least... NCAA football championship was the other night. Georgia beat Bama 33-18, to which I know was an upset. A lot of people probably lost a lot of money. That's why I don't bet on sports, man. Fuck that. You know what I mean? What the fuck is this <laughs> piece of shit? Nah, but yeah, shouts to Georgia. Fucking top of, the, top of the food chain right now. And last but not least, real quick, man. I know we've talked a shitload about NFTs. Your boy is officially... An NFT owner, finally. So, one of my buddies uh, talked me into fucking joining this group, Moments in Time NFT. It's basically historical figures. Uh, They got Muhammad Ali, MLK, fucking uh, Tesla. They got Elvis. They got Galileo, who I got. They got uh, Frida Kahlo. You know, they got everybody, man. Actually, they don't have everybody. They have 12 figures, and, you know, there's different variations of those figures. And I ended up getting Galileo. Uh, I might even make him this fucking cover art, you know what I mean? Because I can, because it's my shit, man. Fuck out of <laughs> But uh, apparently Galileo is, like, one of the more rare characters. So the piece that I got is is... Out of 8,888 pieces, mine was in the top 1,000 for rare. So that's pretty good from what they tell me, you know what I mean? So fucking, I thought that was pretty dope. And then I know we had, uh, I don't remember what episode it was, but we had my boy Louis C on here, and he was telling us about his NFT project that he was going to drop. It's finally out. It's been out, I think, since November, December. Um, I'm just figuring out how to do this shit now, so I just copped one of his pieces too, just to support. It's a unique uh, hip-hop head's piece. It's a fucking little hip-hop head shooting lasers out of his eyes, and each one comes with a unique audio file. So I got a verse to one of his songs. Um, I forget the title of it right now, but the verse is fire. So go to my open scene, check that shit out, yeah, be Officially an art collector out here, man. Get the fuck out of here. Fuck out <laughs> But yeah, man, I think that's all I have for you guys today. Let me double check here before we get the fuck out of Yeah, I think that was it. So once again, man, episode 66. Appreciate you guys checking in. Make sure to hit the fucking email, therealkpodcast at gmail.com. Follow the socials, the Real K Podcast. And you know the vibes, man. Stay safe, stay smart, stay sexy, and stay motherfucking tuned, man. Till next time. You know we got some guests lined up. It's just hard to schedule everything with people's 
You know, everyone's living our lives out here, man. It's hard to get everyone on the same page, but we're going to motherfucking get it. Don't you worry, all right? Till next time, one love. Keep your motherfucking head up. Rook's just staring out the window. Did I tell you guys about the, uh, real quick, before we get out of here, real quick. In case I fucking just disappear off the face of the earth one day, there's been a leak in front of my building for way too long now. I told the office about it. They said they knew about it. They said they contacted OUC, but this shit has just been constantly leaking water from under the sidewalk out to the street. And my concern is that it's creating some sort of sinkhole or some shit, and my building's just going to fall into the fucking ground, and I'm going to disappear to the core of the earth. So if that happens, man, you know why, okay? It's recorded now. It's on the pod. It's official. (laughs) All right? I hope it doesn't happen. Knock on wood. This fucking desk is good, so I'm good, all right? But just saying, man, that, that Surfside shit happened down in Miami. You know what I mean? Rest in peace to those folks. Not trying to see some shit like that happen. So they better fix this shit soon. Fix this shit soon, man. I like my spot. I don't want it to collapse into the ground. I don't want to go live with the lizard people in the fucking middle of the earth. Fuck all that. I'm trying to stay out here. But yeah, just had to let you know, man. The podcasters got my back. The pod squad, hold me down, man. Hold me down, man. All right, much love. We out of here. Adio. Una palabra no dice nada. Y al mismo tiempo lo esconde todo, igual que el viento que esconde el agua, como las flores que esconden lodo. Una mirada no dice nada, y al mismo tiempo lo dice todo. Como la lluvia sobre tu cara O el viejo mapa de algún tesoro Como la lluvia sobre tu cara O el viejo mapa de algún tesoro Una verdad no dice nada Y al mismo tiempo lo esconde todo Como una hoguera que no se apaga Como una piedra que nace polvo me faltas no seré nada y al mismo tiempo lo seré todo the You don't have to go home, you just can't stay here, aight?